You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. You know what? I feel jolted by the bank account and what's going on with interest rates right now. Some of our customers are jolted and I think Canadians are jolted yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, I think people are jolted when they get their mortgage renewals from their banks too. I'll bet. Uh, but we're going to talk about the spring market and really what's going on this spring. How was your spring, Todd? Uh, my spring was fine because I didn't have to renew a mortgage, although I do have a variable variable mortgage, and of course I'm a client of yours. And I'm in a variable mortgage and as well. You, and you're advised, so let's talk about that. And you still feel that a variable might, for some people, be the proper vehicle. I'll tell you who it's right for. Yep. It's right for people that maybe have a little bit more room in their debt servicing ratio. So if you have a little bit more income, and if you're not right on the line, I think a variable is okay. Yep. Uh, historically, variables lower. Obviously, we know right now it is not lower. Yes. Will it be lower again? Likely, yes. How long? We don't know. Could it again, be months, years? I think it'll be months into years, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, And I think that's where people need to think. If you have a really good variable at like prime minus 90, prime minus 100 or more, you know, it, it, it makes sense sometimes to just continue. Yeah. I think that if you have a variable and if you're prime minus 50 or 40 or something like that, it might make sense to switch because the penalty to get out of a variable is only three months of interest. Mm -hmm. But the challenge are the fixed rates are very high. Yeah. So then you really are in a commitment. The reason that a lot of consumers took a variable in the beginning was because it was lower than the fixed. Okay, number one. Yep. Historically, it's lower. Number two, right now it's not. Uh, and thirdly, it's very flexible because you can convert into a fixed with your existing lender and you can also break the mortgage early with a penalty of only three months interest. So for some people, it's right. For some people, it's not. I'm still doing variable rate mortgages today. Right. So what does that tell you? Is it, you know, is, so generally, what would be the circumstance? Obviously, some if somebody can afford it because it costs I think if somebody can, can afford it. And, and if perhaps they may feel they may want to move or sell in the next Or break their mortgage early. Yeah. And sometimes people are just have always been in a variable rate. Right. And that's what they're comfortable with. Yeah. They understand how it works. And we need to remember that there's two types of variable, ones with an adjustable payment mm -hmm. and one with a fixed payment. Again, if you're in one of those mortgages that have a fixed payment, I happen to be in one of those, yeah. my amortization has gotten longer and longer when the rates go up. Yeah, I was down to like 16, 18 years on my amortization, and now I'm almost 40 years on my amortization. So I'm going to have to do another payment increase to keep up, keep mm -hmm. up with the times. Yeah. And that's really impacted... Um, customers that are looking to buy new homes. Right. And, you know, normally in the spring, it's the busiest real estate market of the year. We had reports, we had realtors here on our show, and they were telling us, you know, there's been less listing. There's There's been less activity. There's been less offers on homes. And part of that is people can qualify for less. Right. You know, yeah. first-time home buyers, because the rates are higher based on the stress test, you, they have to qualify on the contract rate plus 2%. Yeah. So they'll qualify for less today than they would yesterday and less yesterday than they would the week before because the rates have been going up. Yep. So that's something to think about. I think there's less buyers in the market because they're like, oh, well, I'm going to wait for the rates to go down or I'm going to wait for this to become more of a buyer's market. Yep. Yep. In Halifax, I don't know if that's going to happen, but certainly other areas of the country, it, it already has. You still don't think it's a buyer's market here in Halifax? I don't think it's a buyer's market. No. There's not enough inventory Yep. Still. and there's still not enough. In other areas, there yeah, is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here, there's still not enough. I think, you know, those homes that are in the first-time homebuyer range into that average range, you know, the three, four, five dollars $500,000 range, those ones are moving quite quickly. Mm -hmm. I think the higher-end homes, yes, those ones are sitting longer. And I think the longer it sits, 
I'll be honest with you. I think buyers have more negotiating power. Mm-hmm. I don't care what realtors say. Yeah. If the house has been sitting for a longer period of time, you know, either there's something that's not as marketable about the home, mm-hmm. whether it's condition or area or features yeah. or whatever, or maybe the price is too high. Right. Yeah. It is okay to negotiate. You know, I think we've just been living in this world that everything goes above list, has their listed way above the assessment. The assessments have gone up. Yeah. So I think it's something that we need to think about. And the other thing that I think sellers need to think about, if you're trying to sell your home, you want to get it sold. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, what is it? A bird in the hand is better than yeah. two in the bush. Sure. Yeah, that's right. And I think we forget that sometimes. So I'm hearing some stories like people are getting accepted offers. Like I have clients, I have a few today that already that yeah. had accepted offers, which is great news. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so important to work with a realtor that, you know, lives and works in that area and they can give you the advice. Right. Not every realtor is the same. What about first time home buyers? How many of these, how many are you seeing people? We're seeing, first time home buyers. I would say purchasing? of the people who are buying homes. Yeah. I would say the majority are first time home buyers the right now. As majority strange, of first time, are people the majority buying homes of the clients time. that we're seeing buying homes today. Yeah. First time home buyers. Why do you think that is? That seems to be a bit of a phenomenon, certainly. I think they're like, there's a bit of a lull in the market. Spring wasn't like how it normally was. And they're not competing with 10 and 20 offers on properties. Mm. Even if maybe the prices are, you know, haven't decreased, you know, I think it's plateaued. Yep. They are more comfortable negotiating in a plateau situation right. than in a very aggressive yeah. Uh, you know, market, which we really were in the last yeah. two and three years. Yeah. Amortization, what's, is it still third, 25 years max? 25 years on an insured mortgage. Right. And 25 years to typically get kind of the best rate, even on a conventional mortgage. But on a conventional mortgage, if you put down 20% or more, you can go up to a 30-year amortization. If you put 20%, you can put a th- over 30. Yeah. yeah, I see. And some customers are choosing to do a 30-year amortization yeah. on a conventional mortgage just to have a lower payment, but the rate is a little bit higher. Typically, the rate is about 10 yeah. basis points, yeah. so 0.1% higher. Right. So I would think that these would be some of the more Expensive homes, perhaps. Yeah, like, uh, you know, when I bought my place, I, I told you I was down to an 18-year amortization. Yep. That was because I increased my mortgage payment, and I did an accelerated weekly payment or, or biweekly payment. Yeah. Um, I started at a 30-year amortization. Yeah. It wasn't because I wanted a 30-year. I always knew I wanted to pay it off faster than 30 years, mm-hmm. but I wanted to have the flexibility that, you know, I'm self-employed. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen next month, next quarter, next year. Yeah. You know what you I mean? mean? You're like, going to be fantastic and things are going to be awesome because you're Clinton Wilkins. Well, I think things are going to be fantastic because we put in the work. But I'll be honest with you, yeah. Todd. Yeah. Things started to slow for us last summer. Yeah. Because, you know, I think there was a lack of inventory. Rates were going up a little bit. Right. Not, and, you know, I think pe- people are getting a little bit nervous. And, you know, the, the, the and the Bank of Canada, what they said, what didn't even actually really happen. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that the market started slow. And then I think by December, January, February, March, it was much slower than we thought. But luckily, we do a lot of refinances and we do a lot of renewals for customers. Right. And we have a lot of existing clients. So, like, yeah. we were busy-ish. But it wasn't busy like the last two and three years yeah. because we didn't have the purchases. Right. The purchases were not where they used to be. And I can tell you, and I said this before, if you're working with a realtor, wrap your arms around them because it is a very tough time to be a realtor right now. We thought it was really easy for them before because, you know, things were moving so fast, but they had to make a lot of a lot of offers to get an accepted offer. Right now, they're working hard just getting an offer together at all because obviously there's less buyers in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So, so the, based on that, you would you would think that this would be a buyer's market based on what you're just telling me. If we had more inventory, it would be maybe. Yeah, 
but we don't have the inventory. So right. that's why I think it's still a seller's so market. So it's a bit of an anomaly because we, we don't have inventory yet. In a way, sellers are kind of making more demands now than they were before. And I think the sellers are still putting the demands on that they would have probably put on a couple of years ago. So I don't think it's rebalanced yet. Right. Is it getting more to a balanced market? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It is becoming more balanced. So don't get me wrong. Sellers don't have all the power here. Right. But it's not a balanced market and it certainly is not a buyer's market. What, at least not at this time. What about just quickly inspections? Are people still waiving inspections or are you no, seeing less and less? I'm seeing all the conditions. Is that right? Finance condition, yeah. inspection, water, everything. I, I, th- this day of no conditions, I think that's done, it's at done. least for a while. I think some people learned the lesson the hard way with that. Eh? Yeah, and they should have yeah. because it was reckless. And I yeah. think that the market just became too overheated and everything needed to move so quickly. Some people found themselves in undue risk. Uh, we're recording here in the North End or Central Halifax. There's a house right around the corner from the studio. I'm going to tell this story quickly. Yep. They bought it last year for eight hundred, I think, fifty or sixty thousand. Yep. They listed it for seven hundred and fifty thousand, literally about a hundred thousand dollars less, and it went for about seven sixty. So those buyers in one year, wow, they lost ninety thousand. I don't know the story of the buyer or the seller, mm-hmm. but I probably assume it's a breakup. Right. And you know what? They bought at the top. And now it's not the top anymore. Yeah, for sure. Right. Okay. Mortgage One One, your guide to home ownership. We'll be right back. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.